brackets. This week on the podcast that we choose the best things of the best things out of the things that we think are the best. What are we looking at, Ben? Well, today we're looking at our favourite 90s movies. Choose movies. Get busy living. Not giving anything away, but how do you like these apples, Ben? Let's start. And welcome to, I'm not even going to say what number it is, even though I think it's episode eight, but it doesn't matter. Welcome, Ben. Thank you very much. Yes, it's good to be back. The, the listener, oh sorry, listeners won't realise, but there's actually been quite a hiatus between us doing our episodes. No, no, no one would know that because it's just so seamless. Oh, I mean, well, in that case, I, w- I won't mention it. It's possible. Look, I don't want to date how long ago it was that we recorded, but it's possible the last time we recorded possible i was washing my own hair no that yeah. was like no one does that so Do you get someone to wash it for you or during lockdown did you ever wash your own hair all the time yeah. all the time I'll, of course i will ask mike the same question later on but uh when he joins us this is a bit of a sizzle that mike will be coming coming soon that uh, tiebreaker mike this is brackets this is what we do we decide what the best things are for um a different topic each week mike comes in to help us break any ties this week's topic, what have we got, Ben? Well, this week we've decided to do 90s movies. And it was a difficult one, actually, to do, I think. We were thinking of 80s movies, 2000s movies. But we've decided to land somewhere in the middle and go for 90s movies this week. When we first talked about doing 90s movies, I thought, I don't think there are that many good 90s movies. I reckon maybe we'll have to merge it in with 80s movies. Then started making a list. The 90s were a good time for movies. I didn't remember it being a good time for movies. Turns out they were. They were. We could have done a second 16 almost, I reckon, out easily. easily. There are 16 movies that should, like when we first started brainstorming, would have thought, yeah, they'll be in there for sure. So we'll have we'll go through a few that didn't get in there. Before we do, I've actually got some uh, some feedback. What? We got, we got some mail. Yeah. You do not. I can't believe you. Yeah, look, I'll, I'll, I'll even play the sting. Here's your letter. We just got a letter. Wonder who it's from. We've got an email that says, Hi Brackets Podcast, please confirm your email from Instagram. That's pretty, that's some good feedback there from... Uh, Whoa! Yeah, yeah. So we've, that means we've also got an Instagram, the Brackets Podcast at Instagram. Uh, but yeah, they've emailed us to confirm that our email address is thebracketspodcast at gmail.com. Are we now social influencers? Pretty much. We're not as social as we could be, and we don't really influence. But apart from that, we're social influencers. Yeah, I reckon other than those two small points you just raised, I, th- mm. I reckon we are social influencers for sure. You can see, you can watch me say that on TikTok at some stage. Probably not. I don't actually know what a TikTok is. I'm a bit old for TikTok, probably. We'll put the link in my MySpace. Yes, yes, yes. I'll put it on my grinder as well. I also did get another feedback from... Uh, Fan of the show, friend of the show, Damo. You can, uh, you, this is a ridiculous. The amount of feedback we're getting, well, two, including two. one from Instagram. But walk us through it. What have we got? Here we go. I can't really fault Video Kill the Radio Star as number one choice. It's a classic one-hit wonder. So we're talking about our one-hit wonder podcast. But what Damien says was, how did World Party not feature in your one-hit wonders? Best ever. Ship of Fools by World Party. Didn't, we didn't, didn't get a mention. So we apologise. Uh, we do. It's a good point. I'll be sending out a uh, a prize pack, probably an icy cold can of Coke. Well, actually, I'll just send the rest of this bottle that I've just opened. <laughs> Sorry about that. It's got 
It's got Pat written on it. That, that'll be all right, won't it? You, you'll be able to hand out some of the stuff that you get from being a social influencer. You'll be able to hand yeah. out some of those things as prize packs. Yeah. Yeah. There'll be some uh, sunscreen, probably. Is that what social influencers get? And some bikinis. I'll be handing out. And probably some makeup and some um, yep. smoothie products. Yeah. Yeah. Lots yeah. of vegan stuff. But yeah, sorry. So yeah, ship before so this is what we're about. We want to hear arguments. We want to hear people uh, telling us what we should and shouldn't have done. And then we say, well, we got it right because we used, we used well, it's not technically science. It's a spreadsheet. But <laughs> we used a machine to put them into brackets, tells us the matchups. We decide the matchups. That's the way it worked out. So we're right. We are limited to 16 and we do have good debate over what those 16 are. In that case, should we get into it? Should we uh, listen back to some highlights of the draft that we had earlier? So we, yeah, the three of us, we, we continued with the what we did for the Biscuits podcast a few, well, a couple of weeks ago, where the three of us got together earlier in the week. It was a massive draft. There were a lot of a lot of movies that, that didn't make it, but these are the ones that did. Good Will Hunting. Groundhog Day. The Castle. The Usual Suspects. Happy Gilmore. Fight Club. Forrest Gump. Four Weddings and a Funeral. Truman Show. Shawshank Redemption. Empire Records. Train Spotting. Silence of the Lambs. More Rats. Being John Malkovich. Last pick, what do we want to do? Uh, let's all say it at the same time, ready? See if we can get agreement on the last pick. Three, two, one. Pulp Fiction. Ah, nice. We all picked the same. Whoa, that was extraordinary. And there you go. But the list of movies that missed out, I've got a few of them just here. American History X, it's a pretty good movie. Wayne's World, okay, maybe that's not that good. (laughs) The Big Lebowski missed out. The Big Lebowski is a classic. Yeah, it is. Missed out. It did. And then there was things like bananas, frogs, jelly babies. Oh, sorry, I'm reading off a different one. Wrong uh, No, those ones didn't uh, didn't get there. Wrong but What list. else? What else, Mister Caddyshack? Caddyshack is in the eighties. That's again. Oh, it is too. In the wrong column again. Uh, Reality bites. Reality bites is one of the like a seminal nineties movie, which I may not have seen until the other day. I feel foolish now. I did the research before the draft. Didn't need to, but it was still a great film, and it is everything that is the 90s, but didn't make the cut. Braveheart. Didn't make the cut. Basic Instinct. Yeah, Point Break. Point Break. It's a Schindler's List. There's just so many in there that didn't make it. Fargo. We could have done another one. Yep. In the name of the father... There are, uh, the, yeah, yeah. So look, so there, there could, we've got a good mixture though. I think we all, we can agree. We've got a good mixture and now it's just a matter of putting them into the machine. Do you want to pull it? Yep. I'll pull the lever. Here pull we go. Lever. All right. Well, we always knew no. there were going to be some pretty big ones going head-to-head in the first round because they are all big movies. Interesting. Interesting matchups to say. Well, not the least. It's just say it's, a, it's all you could say, really. Having a bit of a look. I always like having a, a bit of a squeeze there, a couple of ones. Yeah, there's always a good side and a bad side. Not a bad side. There's never a bad side. There's always a good side and a better side. Except this time, I don't know if there is. It looks a bit even. Yeah, I can see, I can see that uh, I should probably play this. Round of 16. 
and we should probably just start because there are there going to be some some big matchups. I've got favourites on both sides, so I can't tell what I'm going to do. I can throw you the first matchup though. It's Goodwill Hunting, which I just watched, <laughs> versus. Shawshank Redemption. These are two films that often come up in footballers' favourite films in the footy record, if you still get a footy record. They do. And hmm. I sort of feel like these two are similar-ish kind of thing. If people watch Goodwill Hunting, they probably will have seen Shawshank and vice versa, I think. And I think it's yep. a bit of a Mars Snickers, bit of a match-up there from one of the earlier ones. I think these would be two of the higher seeds, I would have thought. Oh. Goodwill Hunting. A 1997 movie starring Robin Williams, Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, and Minnie Driver, amongst others. Uh, it scored 98% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is a very good rating. Uh, so looking through them, that's 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 a pretty good rating. You'll be you'll be shocked by some of the lower ratings I'm going to go through later on some of these movies. The story basically is Will Hunting, a maths genius, uh, he gets emotional help from a psychiatrist and reevaluate reevaluates his relationships. A fun fact from Goodwill Hunting, mm -hmm. uh, was that the park bench, that there's a memorable scene where they're talking on a park bench, um, mm -hmm. yeah, Matt Damon and Robin Williams, and it actually became a memorial to Robin Williams after his death. Is that right? Yeah, that's a nice, nice little touch. Um, it was actually, the movie was originally about a maths genius and his buddy over, over outsmarting the government, but they sort of made some changes to it after they didn't really like this original script, so they made a few changes um so it's up against the shawshank redemption it was was it written by ben affleck and matt damon am i right in saying that i can't remember i know they wrote several together i think this was was this the first real big one that they wrote together i think i think it is yeah yeah and they they won an academy award for best original screenplay they did they're they're good writers they're very good writers those two very neat they've got very good handwriting they do. And at Did least you see the, the note them. that the note that uh, that Will writes at the end? Very neat. His maths workings out. Very neat. Good handwriting. Good handwriting. Good Will hunting. They're both. <laughs> they're both good writers, and at least one of them is a good actor. Now, <laughs> um, the Shawshank Redemption, a 1994 movie uh, starring Morgan Freeman and Tim Robbins, amongst others. Uh, this one scored 91% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, it's about a successful banker who is arrested for the murders of his wife and her lover and is sentenced to life imprisonment at Shawshank Prison. Uh, he befriends a fellow prisoner called Red and they help run a money laundering operation within the prison. And uh, fun facts, let's have a look. So Andy and Red have a their opening chat together. It's not the first scene of the movie, but their opening chat together in the prison yard. Red, Morgan Freeman, is pitching a baseball. That actually took nine hours to film. That's that one little scene. Really? Um, yeah, Morgan Freeman didn't complain once during that nine hours and then turned up on day two with his arm in a sling. So was it Morgan Freeman that couldn't couldn't pitch? Yeah, it sounds or like Tim it. Robinson. So it's Morgan Freeman. He should have gone to his athletic cousin, Kathy, and... Um... He definitely, definitely that, should have done that. Is that wrong? No, it's not wrong at all. Now, there is your matchup. I'm finding this one really hard. I really like both movies. Uh, Shawshank Redemption's on about 52 weeks of the year. At least. Um, Based on a Stephen King novel. 
Shawshank Redemption. Novella, just a short story. So, yeah. Yes. I reckon you could turn on the TV at any day and Shawshank's probably on there somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, Goodwill Hunting, not so much. And, yeah, there has been a little while since I saw it. I did have a flick through uh, today. They're both exceptional movies, I would say. I would rank these two. If I had have done rankings, these two would have been right at the top for me. Mm-hmm. But whenever someone says your favourite movies, I must admit one of mine is Shawshank Redemption. So for that reason, I have to split them on something. So for that reason, that's I'm going to vote for Shawshank. Shawshank. Definitely seminal movies of the of the nineties. I don't even know what that means, but but they they are both those. They are both seminal as. Ooh, both have good strong messages. So you got get busy living or get busy dying. And not as so much as with a quotable quote in Goodwill Hunting, unless it's how do you like them apples. But there's the message, the the very strong message over, you know, love conquers all, love love heals all. I don't know, but love was, is the is the, the strong message in Goodwill Hunting over living. Yeah, both both strong, both really good. I'm gonna go with Goodwill Hunting and take this to to tiebreaker Mike because I think it's one that deserves to go go to the tiebreaker. Absolutely. And- and and I did enjoy Goodwill Hunting a little bit more. It's it's also Goodwill Hunting doubles as uh, a guide to how to do a Boston accent. Not like that. <laughs> I can't do one. <laughs> but uh, it's either watching uh, Goodwill Hunting or Cliff from Cheers. They're your two how to do a Boston accent. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah, it's a good point. Or uh, Boston Rob. Or Boston Survivor. <laughs> yeah, that's right. They're, they're your top three Bostons. Yeah. Def- or Boston Boston Button should be in there, but. Uh, I love a Boston bun. Yeah, same. Have you? Have I told you the Boston? I'll tell you a Boston bun story later on. Uh, <laughs> no, go for it. Why not? Why not? Why not? Tell the viewers. They'd want to hear it. I reckon. Many years ago, we were still at school. Uh, my mum had brought home a Boston bun for lunch. It was school holidays, and my sister and I went, "Oh, we'll have a, have a bit of that." Polished this isn't an American Pie type story. No, 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 no. Okay. Polished off the whole Boston bun. Thought, shit, what are we gonna do? So I went. I walked down to the shops, bought another one, brought it back, and polished that one off as well. No <laughs> way. Went back to the shops, came back again. It was like they're like looking and saying, "You just came and bought a Boston bun a while ago, didn't you?" Yeah, yeah. my Boston buns. Right, yep. And then I thought we're going to have to have half of this Boston bun as well because it's got to look like we've had some of it. <laughs> so, oh no! See, between the two, we ate two and a bit Boston buns. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. If someone gave you an entire Boston bun and said, "Eat this," you probably couldn't do it. Not, not, not after that day. I couldn't. <laughs> Does that put you off Boston bun no, a little bit? No, no. I well, I know they're a danger food because if I start, fuck, it's hard to stop. But, <laughs> but um, do you put margarine or butter in in between, or do you just eat it as is? Either or. Yeah, I don't like sultanas, so I'd go with I'd go the non-sultana version. But uh, can that, you do that? Oh. Yeah, I can tell you where to get one if you want. Let's give someone a plug. Yeah, somewhere at Chatston. I think it was Ferguson Player 30 years ago. Yeah, so I'm sure they've still got them there. So you don't know if they, are they still there? Probably. Great. Yeah. Well, I think all the listeners should go out and buy a Boston bun from there. Sponsors of the show, Ferguson Player Chatston, circa 1990. So well done to them. That'll be when, part of our social influencing coming up next week. When these movies were on. Some of them. Wow. See the way I tied that back? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was a good story. I actually like that story. That was a good one. 
Um, I guess we should move on to the second matchup. Second matchup being John Malkovich versus Forrest Gump, both very quirky movies. A really good first round matchup, I think. Ben. I think so. Yeah, I think so too, actually. That, yeah, I'm glad these two matched up. You're right. That's exactly what they are quirky mm. movies. So, being John Malkovich, 1999 movie starring John Malkovich, John Cusack, Cameron Diaz, Catherine McKenna, and Charlie Sheen. Uh, this mm. one scored 93% on Rotten Tomatoes. I wasn't sure what this would score on Rotten Tomatoes, actually. It could have gone anywhere, I, I thought. Um, it's about a puppeteer that takes up a job to support his family and, as you do, finds a portal that leads directly into the head of Hollywood actor John Malkovich. That's just usually what happens, I would, I would have thought. And a fun fact for this one mm-hmm. is New Line Cinema, who I think do Lord, the Lord of the Rings movies, they actually wanted it to be called Being Tom Cruise. <laughs> yes, and ironically... When uh, John Malkovich actually went and auditioned, that was his first question to them. Why is this not called Being Tom Cruise? Interesting. That was interesting. Up against Forrest Gump. Mm. Oh, another interesting fact there about about being John Malkovich was yeah. that the the movie there's a spin off where Nicolas Cage plays the two brothers who make the movie, and I can never remember the name of the friggin' movie. Um, yeah, same. I haven't, I, I haven't I seen it. Yeah, I thought we. I got a feeling we saw it. Oh, maybe you weren't there. Because I remember going to see it, and the two people in front of us got up about twenty minutes in and said, "This is absolute shit." And oh, out. that rings a bit of a bell. Oh, you have to tell me what the movie's but, called. Uh, one thing with movies, they go in and out of my head. Cool. One thing about movies, they go in and out of my head so quickly. Movies, I don't know. It why. is hard. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's up against Forrest Gump. Uh, 1994 movie starring Tom Hanks, uh, Robin Wright, who plays Jenny, and uh, Gary Sinise, or Sinise, Sinise? Sinise, 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 yep, plays Lieutenant Dan, uh, Sally Fields in it, playing his mum. This one scored 71% on Rotten Tomatoes, which surprised me. Yeah, very low. There's a few very low ones. Basically, it's about a man with a low IQ who recounts his life when he finds himself in the middle of key historical events. Um, it's a very interesting movie, a very long movie. It's adapted originally from a Winston Groom novel whose sales were doing terribly before the movie and amazingly well after the movie. They made a lot of money. The movie really divided critics. They either loved it or hated it. Interesting. I thought every, I thought it was hugely popular. So did I. I thought everyone loved it. I thought it was a bit different, but I can't imagine someone watching it and going, oh, that was crap. Like, I just can't imagine it. Well, the 71% certainly says that some people don't like it. The only thing I'd say would would be it goes a bit long, because it is a long... It's a two and, It goes for about two and a half hours, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, two hours 20, I think I saw. Yeah. Um, so you're mm. up. What do you reckon? Okay. I, I'm i going to go back to... I don't, th- I don't think I've seen either of these for a fair while. When I first watched Forrest Gump, I definitely was, enjoyed the movie all the way through from start to finish, and it was fun. John Malkovich, I was blown away because it was like, what the fuck is this about? How's he got this? Is, and I, I was engaged, way more engaged in John Malkovich. I can't remember a hundred percent how the, the ending of John Malkovich, being John Malkovich, went. So maybe it got a bit muddled at the end. Maybe I'm going to have to watch that tonight. But for the, in terms of creativity and just challenging the the way you think, I'm going to go with being John Malkovich, even though. Both were incredibly enjoyable. Interesting. I worked it out. Well done. You talked through it beautifully. I reckon I could 
pretty much say word for word what you just said, except flip the names of the movies around. I yeah. I reckon I was engrossed in Forrest Gump from, from start to finish, going, where, where are they going next with this? And being John Melkovich, there's nothing wrong with it. I, I quite enjoyed the movie and it was very quirky. And I actually can't remember the ending either now. You, <laughs> you think about it. Now I think about f- it. But There was a kidnapping and there was... Yeah, he, I remember he, that. He tried to... He went in... Like, he became John Malkovich. Mm, to he did. Cameron Diaz. Yep. And then was with... I remember. I also remember Cameron thinking before this, Cameron Diaz isn't that good an actor, but in that, she was excellent. Oh, I reckon but she's I played a few good scenes. Really I think when yeah, she's playing that, the, dit, the ditzy sort of ones, obviously the acting's oh, not great, but... Something about Mary's not on our list either. There's another one that, that somehow missed out, but it was uh, in preliminary chats. But yeah, yeah, you're right. Sorry, that's just good to go away. But yeah, she, like, she, she plays that ditzy really well, but... This show, she can play depth and crazy as well. So, yeah, yeah yes. sorry. So, yeah. No, I reckon this is her best acting, probably, this one. And there's there's a couple mm. of other movies I can't remember the names of, but she's, I think she's had a few okay ones. But, yeah, so well, all things being considered, yeah, I'm going to put Forrest Gump through and uh, leave it up to tiebreaker Mike to decide this one as well. Tiebreaker Mike has two jobs to do already. Adaptation was the name of that. Uh, oh, yeah, movie. I have. Okay, yeah, I was with you on that one then, yeah. I didn't love that, to be honest. I I loved the, the I remember loving the first half because it's about and I, and thinking again. This is Nicolas Cage, who I don't well, he makes a lot of shitty movies, but he can he can do some good stuff. Obviously, like Leaving Las Vegas and that sort of thing. But he was mm. awesome in this because he played the two brothers. Mm. But I remember the end getting very the second half being very different to the first half, and it was more of a crime. Yeah, I don't remember how it, but it's not even on our list. So uh, it's also not even in the nineties. It's two thousand and two, oh. but uh, that was the name of it. <laughs> well, let's got there. Well, let's go. Let's uh, go into the third matchup, in which the two ones that were in the nineties, and I think we both liked. The 90s. I'm going to say two of the great soundtracks of the nineties, as well as two of the great films. Absolutely, definitely. Yeah. Funnily, you say that with Train Spotting, actually. Uh, they were actually struggling at the start to get well-known. They had some more obscure people on the soundtrack, but they really wanted to get some well-known um, people on to, it. Um, yeah, they had a lot of things to choose. They had to choose life. They had to well, choose a job, choose uh, a soundtrack. Nice. Well played. Luckily, Terrible David played. Bowie had seen the director's first movie, Shallow Grave, and he put in a good word with Iggy Pop and Lou Reed. And next thing you know, the soundtrack came of age and it uh, had some really good songs on it. And those two in particular, the Iggy Pop song was the set the set the movie up, and the just a perfect day was one of the best scenes as he was drift drifting in to the absolutely yeah. two of the absolutes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so Trainspotting taking on Empire Records. I don't think we said that when I was waffling through. So Trainspotting Empire Records. Yeah. So, yeah, so he started on Trainspotting and the soundtrack. Yeah. So that was, was a 1996 yeah. movie, Trainspotting, mm-hmm. uh, with Ewan McGregor. Uh, and then Me. probably probably some then probably some lesser likes um, in the in the acting world of Ewan Bremner, Robert Carlyle. Rob, Robert um, Carlyle, he was oh. huge. Robert Carlyle also did um, the Full Monty. Oh, yes, he did and too. A few other things, yeah. Robert Carlyle was pretty big. Oh yeah, he was that's the true. Case older friend. Oh yeah, he was big enough. And of course, Train Spotting too. I haven't seen it yet. I, oh, yeah, I, I recorded I, it. I saw it was good. A couple of years. Oh, that surprised me. I went with low expectations because I thought. It's a fair few years later, like a lot of years later, and I thought you can't possibly do anything with the first movie, but they did really well considering, I thought, and I quite enjoyed it. Um, it's one, I didn't think it needed a sequel, but... No, I don't think I'll, it did. I'll, I think, I'll go into that that later. But. I think it was just a money grab, probably. But um, this one, uh, Trainspotting, 91% on Rotten Tomatoes. 
Uh, basically, it's about a drug addict who tries to mend his ways by moving to London, but he's pulled back into addiction by his friends. I remember that there was a song, the song Born Slippy by Underworld, mm. and this that, um, yeah, I absolutely love that song. I was addicted to that song for a while. That's train spotting. Out of it. We, you went cold turkey. You went, uh, you had like babies climbing up the, the, the inside of the bedroom. Just, uh, to, what, but we got you, we got you away from being addicted to that. Thanks for that. I appreciate that. Versus Empire Records, which, I have to say I hadn't seen until last night. I thought I had, so when we were talking about it, but I was thinking of a completely different movie, High Fidelity. And so I saw it last night and and very much enjoyed it, actually. Um, Mm -hmm. 1995 movie with Liv Tyler, Renee Zellweger, Anthony LaPaglia, Robin Tunney. This was was the one that really surprised me. So this on Rotten Tomatoes, 29%. I could not believe it when I saw that. I, I was I was shocked. It's basically about a group of misfits at a small independent record store who help their manager divide off a corporate giant. Although that's a very very simplistic uh, explanation of what the movie's about, but that's but it's true. That's, that's yeah, it's that's basically what it is. Originally, fun fact: Toby Maguire was he was actually in the movie. He played a he guy. Is, yeah. yeah, he played played a guy called Andre, but he requested his scenes be cut completely as he was checking into rehab. Uh, at the time, he had a few addictions, and so his character was cut completely. Interesting. I, I saw his name in the credits as well, and I thought, I don't remember seeing Toby, Toby Maguire, and he would have only been really young, surely. Yeah, he would have been very young. Yeah, I don't think he had his spider powers then. No. Um, so that's those two. He was When he checked into rehab, Did was his sponsor his Uncle Eddie? Um, <laughs> yes, definitely, definitely. So, yeah, okay. Okay, yeah, so... I'll, I'll give you another, another fun fact there. Yeah, please do. an article about... Because I, I I was sure that Empire Records was a play at some stage because it could be oh. said as a play because it's all set in the same store. You should do it as a but, play, Tim. Well, I've got a feeling I did look at, into it at one at one stage, but I couldn't get rights or anyway. That's oh. by the by. I did find an article, a few articles, saying that it was going to be a Broadway musical last year. Oh. And all of them said, despite its terrible ratings, <laughs> it's still regarded as a cult. So yeah. this is when you said twenty percent or whatever it is in um, Rotten Tomato. So it's obviously got a lot of key moments, cultish sort of moments. Yeah, that make, that make it stand out. But so does Train Spotting. So which uh, what are, what are you thinking? Yeah, this one's a tough one because I saw one last night, and quite often the one you saw more recently so sticks in your brain more obviously. And Train Spotting, the original, I haven't seen in a long time, even though I saw the sequel recently. Train Spotting, I enjoyed. I definitely enjoyed the soundtrack. It's a good movie. I sort of like that kind of genre of movie. Uh, Empire Records. Yeah, that was really good. I'm, I'm shocked by that 29%. I'm glad I saw that after I watched the movie and not before, or else it might have somehow got in my head a little bit. But I'm going to go with Enjoyment Factor. And for Enjoyment Factor on this one, I'm going to go with Empire Records. I enjoyed that movie more. Interesting. So, yeah, well, I actually watched it last night as well. Because I, it was one of the ones on there I, I've, I'd seen, but I couldn't remember much of it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, but whereas Train Spotting, I've seen hundreds of times. The first time I saw Train Spotting, I was hanging to see it one night. It was back after uh, after work drinks, and we thought, let's go see the movies. I thought, oh, Train Spotting was opening. Let's go see Train Spotting. And I fell asleep after five minutes. Oh no! So there was three of us that went. Two of us who really wanted to see it fell asleep. The other one who hated the movie. Uh, kept punching us to stay awake. The whole oh time. no! I was like, no, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. And it was one of those. It was like you know midnight, probably not the best time after to go see a movie that you really wanted to see. Uh, but having seen it, I've seen it a lot since, and I do like it a lot. 
Empire Records, I thought I was going to like more than I... Rem- I yeah, I, that's interesting. In my mind, I remembered it as something I liked. Uh-huh. When I watched it last night, I was kind of annoyed it, Yeah, by by the... There was just like 20 seconds of dialogue yep. song. 20 yep. seconds of dialogue song. I was like, get on with it. Get on with it. The story's good. There are some dumb bits in the story, but it still holds holds together, whereas the story in Trainspotting is just excellent. And as I said, it's a perfect story about trying to get clean and doesn't need a... Like, while all the characters are interesting, it doesn't need a sequel to tell that story again. Trainspotting is one of the few movies I saw and went, I want to read the book, and I read the play. I went and saw the play. Has this for? I went and saw the, the Trainspotting play, and it's written and read it. It's written in phonetically. in Like, so everything's written in Scottish, thick Edinburgh accents. And it's oh. bloody hard to read. Oh, that would be. But the one thing I remember specifically from the play was at the interval... I stood at the urinal with Bud Tingle. Way Bud yeah. Tingle, fantastic! Yeah, he might be Bud Tingle. Yeah. He might be getting a mention <laughs> later on. He will, possibly, because mm. uh, we've already heard them in the draft. So we oh, all yes. know that he is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my vote for Train Spotting. Yeah, fair call. I, I reckon I probably should have watched Train Spotting last night as well. Well, obviously, if I knew they were going to match up against. Empire Records, that would have been a fairer thing to do, watch them both together. But Choose Trainspotting. Yeah, choose I, Empire Records. I'm, choose. Because I, I think it's the first time ever after a matchup I'm doubting myself, but I'm going to go with it anyway and leave it to Mike. I'm happy to do that. He's got a lot of work to do already. He does. And I've got a feeling he might have some more to do coming up. But matchup number four, again, the, it's very, it's a full-on serious side on the, on this side. Of, it of is. The, um of the draw, Apart two iconically it. violent movies going against each other here: yep. Silence of the Lambs versus Pulp Fiction. Yeah, it's a good description, actually. Two violent movies. Yeah, they're all mm. pretty serious ones, apart from maybe Empire Records. Silence of the Lambs. Jeez, nineteen ninety one. So this is the earliest out of all our movies, I think, starring Jodie Foster, Anthony Hopkins, uh, Ted Levine as Buffalo Bill. This one got ninety six percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It's about Clarice Starling. An FBI agent who seeks help from Hannibal Lecter, a psychopathic serial killer, and former psychiatrist, in order to catch another serial killer. Let's see. I must have got. I can't believe I got fun facts for these two. It doesn't sound like it's uh, the type of thing that would have a fun fact. But it is the third film ever, and still since 1991, no other film's done it either. So it was the third film to win all of the big five Oscars: the Best Picture, Best yeah. Actor, Best Actress. Best Director and Best Screenplay. I was going to ask you if you knew the other two, but it's probably a bit unfair. One was in 1934. It happened one Gone night. With the wind. No, it happened one night. The, the other one was a 1975 movie that you would have seen, but I'm thinking <laughs> this could take uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Yes. Whoa. There you go. I grossly <laughs> underestimated you there. Apologies, Tim. That was a great Most game. people do. Yeah, that's true. Yes, up against Pulp Fiction, which is a... You know, this is another cult sort of classic. A 1994 movie starring Quentin Tarantino, John Travolta, Uma Thurman, Samuel L. Jackson, Bruce Willis. Uh, this one scored 92% on Rotten Tomatoes, so very close to um, Silence of the Lambs, 93%. Uh, this is In the Realm of the Underworld, a series of incidents intertwines the lives, entwines? Yeah, entwines the lives of two LA mobsters, a gangster's wife, a boxer, and two small-time criminals. Now, the fun fact for this one was that 
the narrative structure of the movie plays out plays out of sequence but you can mm-hmm. and some people do watch the movie in seven distinct sections that flow through so they actually you can watch it in as order that makes it into a flowing movie if that makes sense it does. um the other good fun fun fact was the fact that there was the film contains 265 f-bombs on there so the, the f-word is said quite a lot in this movie fiction <sighs> Yes, that's the F word I was looking for. Fiction. Now, over to you. What do you reckon? What's what's your thoughts this on this mean. matchup? This is a great matchup, I reckon. It's funny you said that about not about the F bomb thing, but the out of sequence. And I often wonder whether Pulp Fiction, if it was told in sequence, whether it would be anywhere near as good. I don't think it would. Of its, part of its quirkiness and part of its allure is that it's um, out of sequence. That said, the way it's shot is um, is beautiful and there are so many scene memorable scenes in that because of the way it's sort of over the top and almost kitsch in its violence it's mm. it, uh, whereas silence of the lambs is certainly more real mm. one thing we were actually one of the things was we, we weren't going to go with uh that none of the films we were going to choose were sequels and silence of the lambs kind of is but oh, it is not, but, it's a sequel but to it's, hannibal but hannibal was a was a prequel Yes, it was. And, then, but there, and there was another one as well, which, which was nowhere near as good. That was Red Dragon, I think. That was made after it, I think, wasn't it? The third one? Oh, was that made after it too? Okay. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, but this is obviously that. yeah. This was the original, though, as far as the movies go, and then they made the other two after these. So I think we're okay putting this one in. Okay, that's all right then. We're in the clear. Uh, oh, you're, you're struggling with this one, aren't you? I, I am. I, I think I like Silence of the Lambs more than Pulp Fiction, but if both were on right now, I would choose Pulp Fiction because it would be I'd be more interested in watching the quirkiness of it. But neither would be two of my go-to movies. I am gonna say Pulp Fiction because it's less realistic, and I like the soundtrack. Nice. It does have a great soundtrack. You're right. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Now this one, I, I would say these are two of my favourite movies. On this list, I think again, like Shawshank, if someone says, What are your favorite movies? I think I would put Shawshank and Pulp Fiction in there. That's mm-hmm. probably given away who I'm about to choose. Silence of the Lambs, that's, that's unlucky for that. I agree. It's a very realistic, and I quite like sometimes your realistic type movie, especially mm-hmm. oh, and it, uh, yeah, a movie like this great. where you're on the edge of your seat and wondering what's going to happen. I don't know if a movie like that then diminishes slightly, even a tiny bit after watching it once, once you know sort of what's happened. These thriller type movies, it does for me slightly, only slightly, but enough that it pushes Pulp Fiction ahead of it for me. Um, it's an iconic movie. I, I do like how many good actors and actresses are in this movie. I, I love the story. I love the fact it's chopped up into different bits going back and forwards um, and culminates in the end. So for me, um, yeah, Pulp Fiction wins this matchup. Through it goes. And you're right, regardless of whether it would be a lesser film if they were shot in order, it's irrelevant because it wasn't. That's the way they did it. So that's a good choice of... That's the choice that made the movie more memorable. So, yep, that's irrelevant, Tim. Bad we, got, we got one through. <sighs> oh, God, this next one's bloody... Oh. <laughs> then we got a couple of easier ones, I think, coming up to finish through the second half. But uh, the top of the right-hand side of the draw... Or, uh, as we like to say, the Eastern Conference. <laughs> We've got a Truman Show versus the Castle. Wow! Yeah, this is oh, this is a doozy of a matchup. This is possibly the hardest so far. There's been 
a couple. But um, okay, so we've got the Truman Show, which again is a bit of a different type of movie. It's 1998, starring Jim Carrey, Laura Linney, and Ed Harris. Uh, this one scored 95% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, it's about an insurance salesman who's oblivious to the fact that his entire life is a TV show and his family members are actors. As he starts noticing the truth, he decides to escape. Oh, just that. Just that. That nar- narrative there sounds great. Now, the Truman Show fun facts was that at the time, Jim Carrey was getting $20 million per movie, but he accepted $12 million so he could finish another movie he was working on, which was taking a long time and actually took 12 months to make, and that movie was Liar Liar. Really? Uh, yes. Oh, so that, and they agreed. They agreed to put it off for 12 months just so he could make Liar Liar. Um, which was crap. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, it was all right. It was all right. Yeah, it was okay, but it wasn't in anywhere near no. this movie. So luckily they did stop us. I think he would have chosen Liar Liar, and I think he would have really regretted And I'm not sure what the Truman Show would have been like without Jim Carrey in it. The Castle. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he yeah, sort of. I don't think anyone. Mm, I can't imagine it. It's like a lot of movies, so you can't imagine them with the main actors not in it. Uh, the Castle, wow. 1997 movie, star, Australian, obviously, uh, starring Michael Caton, Eric Banner, Stephen Curry, Sophie Lee, amongst many others. Uh, this one got 86. Eric Banner? Yeah, I know, I said him. You did said say him. him. Yeah, I said him second. Yep. It's 24 hours a day. Complimentary. <laughs> it's a credit I, to the airline We could just talk I reckon we could do just the castle quote This is one movie, I'm not great on quotes actually I forget half of them and all that But I reckon I could do heaps of ones of the castle um, This one received 87% on Rotten Tomatoes Which I was actually happy about Because I wasn't sure how they'd rate this uh, this movie uh, The story's about the Kerrigan family Who are fighting against their land Being used for an airport expansion uh, It's got Bud Tingle in it course as we said ah, earlier as the qc I tell you about him yes and yep. i think the best way to sum up this movie is it has the vibe now what's the, what's the fun fact oh so santo chilaro who you're a big fan of oh we both are his dad is actually a lawyer and his office was used as dennis denuto's office in the movie is that I, right yeah i like that yeah and another fun fact that in the u.s version of the castle they changed one of the sentences from when she talks about rissoles to meatloaf. Ah, how does she make that? What did she call that? Oh, it's just what she does with it. <laughs> the way she does it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Straight to the pool room. Now, who's going first on this one? Oh, I am. Oh, You've got this God. one. Could, just when you were talking about could anyone else have played Truman? Jim Carrey. Yeah. Surely Tom Cruise. Going back to the Tom Cruise story or from like, before. Maybe John Tom Malkovich. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Truman Show is funny because I um, it's a saying I like. I have a saying like I've been Truman, or uh, ah. I like saying that to people because it's like sometimes you know when you just it's like if you're driving in traffic and every car seems to pull in front of you or everyone seems to be trying to oh, slow yeah, slow yeah, you yeah. down when you're walking or something like that. So uh, yeah. what, what I'm saying is I'm pretty sure my life is being fake around me. Probably you as well, and I'm just got actors in just, my life. Just a second, he's on to us. Come on, we need to deploy more people to Ben's place. Oh, there's a knock on the door. Someone's going to say something to me here. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes. yeah, exactly. So, yes, I, I like that. I've been Truman. So if you ever hear me say I've been Truman, that's what I'm talking about. The Truman Show, the castle. This is really hard. I, this is definitely my hardest matchup so far because I really like both movies. 
Truman Show. I, I really enjoy it as a movie. I think it's a very simple sort of lovely kind of movie. I like looking at the movie through his eyes. The Castle, though, is an Australian classic and, and a movie classic in general. And the fact that there's so many lines out of it that I say all the time means clearly for me, sorry to the Truman Show. It was unfortunate they came up against the castle, but I have to put the castle through for my vote. Yeah, this is a tough one. This These are probably two of my favourites on the list. If I were to choose a go-to to watch one, I would. They, they would. They, these two would be in the top five, I reckon. Definitely. Same now that I've thought about it a, a bit more during the thing matchups. <clears throat> Truman Show was so clever, like foretelling. Mm. You know that th- there are now so many shows that are kind of like the Truman Show. It just That's a good point, actually. Lives that, and all of them, none of them are really that good. Whereas Truman Show was reality yeah there was so much good good going for the Truman Show also has an Australian link because Peter Weir directed it who's Australian oh, I think uh, I'm sure Peter Weir is Australian I know his name but I don't he, he is Australian yes yeah Picnic yeah. at Hanging Rock versus The Castle which yeah I, I did do a stage version of The Castle and was Dennis Denudo and that's probably <laughs> the most fun I've ever had yep. doing, <laughs> doing a play just um Getting to kick the shit out of a photocopier every night was fun enough, but with also saying lines like the vibe and Marbo and F7. If you could have played anyone in that, could, who would you have played? Would it have been Dennis or would you have taken another yeah. role? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Danuto would have been uh, the first. Well, also, at, well, at that stage, I wasn't old enough to have played the dad. Yeah. And I was too old to play the, the son. Yeah. And I was not quite smart enough to play uh, Bud Tingle. So, um, <laughs> no one is. But but he does counsel the Queen. He uh, does. Also, the other day I noticed that uh, around here, that it was part of one of the new train thing, for the, the, you know, they're putting in the train loop to, yeah. to around that. Yep. Some of the land has been compulsorily acquired. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, you can fix but, that. I, I can be that's... their lawyer. That's people's homes as well as their house. That's right. Castle's going through for me. It's unlucky. We've I think it's one of those ones that's just unlucky for the Truman Show. They've done nothing 100%, wrong. 100%. Look, if the Truman Show had a section about Hey Hey It's Saturday and the one thing that's better than Hey Hey It's Saturday is the best bits of Hey Hey It's Saturday, then yeah. maybe it could have gotten through. But, <laughs> but simple movie, great story versus complicated movie, great story, but the simple one's going through. Castle. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, it's a good, good sum up. All right, down to the next. I thought we've actually got two through out of the five. This is surprising. Now we've got more rats the next coming one. up against Groundhog Day. Yeah, so we've only put one of the Kevin Smith movies, but there were a couple we could have gone could have gone with, and and I guess they're all kind of interrelated because you've got well, More Rats isn't really a sequel, but there are kind of is. well, and they're different characters that go through to chasing Amy, and there, but but. But Jay and Simon Bob were obviously in, in all of them, and they can be the lines you draw through. But yeah, More Rats versus Groundhog Day. What, what else? So More Rats is on. We've gone with what? Uh, what have you got there? Yeah, well, funnily, More Rats was the second one that I hadn't seen on this list, uh, along with Empire Records, which I was I was surprised I hadn't seen all sixteen, and a little bit disappointed in myself. But um, so I watched More Rats a bit last night, and the rest today. So More Rats. Yeah, I actually quite liked More Rats. It was okay. It was it grew on me as the movie went on. Oh, that's it's, not what you, that's not what I heard. Yeah, I, I probably <laughs> started off a little bit harsh on it. Um, 1995 movie with Shannon Doherty, Kevin Smith, Ben Affleck, Jason Lee, amongst others. Well, Stan Lee's in it as well. Yeah. This one got... No relation. No relation. 
this one received 57% on Rotten Tomatoes. What? Um, yeah, so it's funny that the two that I watched <laughs> yesterday and today, one got 29% and one got 57%. And so I think that's, that, that just backs up why I hadn't seen both of them really. I'm, maybe I'm Rotten Tomatoes. It's about two friends who take a trip to the mall after breakups. Well, that's a very simplistic way of putting it, isn't it? But that's basically what it is. And that's what it's happens. A, so this is a follow-up to the movie Clarks. Is that right? Well, or you said Chasing Amy. Or, no, uh, Chasing Amy came after this. But, yes. Um, so apparently it's Clerks. a follow-up to Clarks, but Clarks is a day before this or something. In I read something but, about that. But the char- but the, I don't. I can't. Apart from Jay and Silent Bob, I'm not sure if there are any characters that go through. Like the main guy in one of the main guys in Clerks is the guy who was the third contestant at the. Oh. <laughs> the in, at, he was at the love Dante thing. In, in Clerks. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I haven't seen. I haven't seen Clerks for a long time. There's Clerks three, I think, being made at the moment. Animal yeah. Rats too. Yeah, I haven't seen Clerks in a long time either. Actually, the studio sold more rats as the smart porkies. That's how they sold it. Uh, um, and yeah, apparently, breasts in this and porkies. Yeah, well, that's Unless true. Shower scenes. There is one changing room scene. That's true. And in rehearsals, Kevin Smith, the director, was very demanding. Apparently, you know, telling people how to do their lines, and that, they all got quite annoyed with him. But when actual oh, film, but when actual filming started, he was the exact opposite. He was just sitting there playing his Game Boy, apparently, and didn't really have a lot to do with it. So that was a bit that was a bit weird. So yeah, I just watched that the one this morning. So that's very much in my mind. Up against Groundhog Day, nineteen ninety three. Groundhog Day, nineteen ninety three. Groundhog What's more Day, rats going up against? 1993. So, up against Groundhog Day, 1993. Oh. Uh, starring Bill Murray and Annie McDowell. This one received 96% on Rotten Tomatoes. And the story is about a cynical TV weatherman covering the annual Groundhog Day event. He becomes trapped in a time loop, often set to the song, I Got You, Babe. Yes. Now, fun fact on this one was that uh, Groundhog Day is a real tradition in the US and Canada. It's on February the Mm -hmm. 2nd. Uh, It's when the groundhog wakes from hibernation. And when it comes up out of its burrow, if it sees its shadow, there's six more weeks of winter. And if it doesn't see its shadow, spring's going to be soon, apparently. So that's yep. uh, that's apparently Groundhog Day. So what do you think? What, what Have you seen these two movies oh, recently? Or I also watch more rats. Cause, uh, oh, that's of right. The, of the, the Kevin Smith movies, I love the Kevin Smith movies, but uh, Chasing Amy and uh, Dogma are probably the two I watch more often or have seen more often. And more rats is one I've, I've certainly had seen a few times, but could remember less of. But I love... The dialogue in Mallrats is is phenomenal. I, I think I really love the dialogue. <laughs> Just the dumb stories and the way they're told with with such honesty is. Um, I, I, I'm a big fan. I like, like all of those movies. I think I think Chasing Amy is a better movie, but but I still Mallrats is 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 worthy to be in this conversation. But Groundhog Day, I think, is one of the most under. Well, I think it's underrated. <laughs> I don't know if it actually is. No, I think it is. Groundhog Day works as a, as a straight. Wow, this is a great movie. Look, think of you know the, what he's doing to to win her over. But also works on what a horrible life this guy's got to go through every day. And it works as a like a time traveling kind of movie. Like if you, I think there was a study done that said that in reality he lived for like a thousand years. Oh. Something crazy like that to have gone through and to learn piano to do all of the. I'll, I'll find out what it what it what it actually is, 
but uh, but yeah, there's some sort of ridiculous uh, amount of time that, that he that he must that he had to have lived to have gone through it all. And so yeah, Harold Ramis. I think it was the last thing Harold Ramis directed, and it's it, it's an unexpected movie, and it's almost perfect as a movie because uh, it's 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 nothing like other their other movies like you know Caddyshack and and Ghostbusters. It's a story that yeah, like, I've got I've got to vote for Groundhog Day, even though I love both movies. Uh, Groundhog Day is just a, it's got everything going for it. It's a time travel movie almost as well. It is it keeps going back back in one day. It is. I haven't seen Groundhog Day in a while. Um, probably five, ten years, you something like day, that. I watch it over and over. No, and whereas obviously I watched More Rats very very recently. More Rats. There was nothing wrong with it. It deserves its place in this. It's just a diff- different genre. I, I didn't like More Rats at the start when I first started watching it. But the more I watched it, the more I actually got into it and, and quite enjoyed it by the end. I think some of the acting might have been a little bit. But then again, it's hard to note acting sometimes in these type of movies as well because they're not trying to be serious actors in it necessarily. They're sort of playing a particular part. They're, um, all, they're sort of giving honest portrayals as if they, you know, you're, they are just having these dumb conversations at a mall or at a... Yeah, because yeah, in, in de- they're not in-depth kind of conversations they're having and there's no in-depth kind of ideas in the movie. It's It's... Fairly basic level. It's not like you're thinking. Stan Lee was pretty in depth. Well, he, he was, was telling him how to how to win the girl back and all the different characters and what they were. And even though it wasn't true, but yeah, that's sorry. true. Yep. But that had come from his friend though. So basically, it was his that's friend true. that was in depth. Um, see, I did watch it, and his friend was was the best actor in it. Probably he he actually. Funnily, you say that he. I thought he was the best actor, and I actually thought I. I I almost feel a little bit sick saying this, and but I actually thought Shannon Doherty was all right in this. Like, I think this oh, showed yeah, me that maybe at some stage she actually could act. Um, I think she could for sure. Um, her, I thought her acting was as good as I've seen it in this movie. She didn't have um, much to do. No, she didn't. That's true. In it, but maybe, maybe but that's a little was, maybe that's a little hint for uh, people out there putting her in their movies. Just don't give her much to do. <laughs> but look, but look great doing it. And so. Oh, so that's so nothing wrong with more rats. I would rate it as one of my lower ones in the sixteen. Admittedly, though, Groundhog Day, you pretty much summed it up perfectly. I think it's almost a perfectly written movie. It's um, it's a really lovely movie. Uh, I enjoyed Bill Murray. I think this is his best uh, acting performance in this movie. I think. Ah, oh, actually, there's a couple other good movies, isn't there? But it'll be right up there with one of his best movies. So for me, this one was pretty easy. Actually, I um, yeah, I really enjoyed Groundhog Day more than more rats. So that one's going through. So it's, it was eight years, eight months, and 16 days. So it was when I said a thousand years, I think I meant a thousand days, roughly. Yes, yep. That he yep, went yep. through. So, so yeah, eight years, eight months. And there's a, wow. there's a whole essay that someone's written about it. That would uh, be, yeah. be an interesting yeah. read, that, that essay, I think. Mm, it's uh, Yeah, there's a few things on there. I'll, uh, I can send you a link. But before we do that, we've got two more to get through. And these two are very much on the opposite scale of, uh, of films, I think. We've got Four Weddings and a Funeral versus The Usual Suspects. Yeah, you're right. This is There's been a few we've had so far which have been sort of similar or in similar genres, but this one's completely different. Uh, Four Weddings and a Funeral, 1994 movie starring Hugh Grant, Andy McDowell, uh, Kristen Scott Thomas, Rowan Atkinson. Uh, it scored 96% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, it's a British rom-com, and it follows the adventures of Charles Hugh Grant and his circle of friends through social occasions and associated romances. Oh, yeah, the screenwriter wrote it after attending 72 weddings in 11 years. He counted them all up. Richard, Kurt- was- Richard Curtis wrote it. Yes, didn't he? he did. So, yeah, he'd attended... wrote the young ones. I didn't, know- oh, I didn't know that was the same person. There you go. He... Yeah. 
Yeah, he, he'd realized he'd wow. been to a lot of weddings. So he looked it up and went, I've been to 72 weddings in 11 years. And he most remembered one of them where he knocked back sleeping with a girl after one of them and regretted it. So he started writing and came up with and four weddings in a few. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, it was. Um, so that's, that's that. And then it's up against the usual suspects. This is another one of those ones, I think, which comes up in footballers' bios of uh, favourite movies. Um, mm-hmm. It's a ni- 1995 movie starring Kevin Spacey, Stephen Baldwin, Benicio Del Toro. This one got 89% on Rotten Tomatoes, and it's about five criminals uh, who planned an emerald heist during a routine New York City police lineup led by the mysterious Kaiser Soze. Now, this movie has a great twist, and I don't know whether we're meant to talk about it or not talk about it. I mean, it is from 1995, surely. Yeah, spoiler alert, 26 years. <laughs> yeah, 26 years if you want to turn off now and turn back on in about a minute's time. It's, this is a very good movie. Um, the screenwriter once worked with a lawyer called Kaiser Some, and mm. he actually, t- when he was working with him, he told him that one day, he loved his name and told him that one day, He'd uh, write a movie and put him as the name of a villain in a script. But then he sli- when he got to the point, he slightly changed his name, fearing legal repercussions. So he uh, slightly changed his name, name to Kaiser Soze instead of whatever I said, Kaiser Soze. And, and who Somay. played Kaiser Soze? Who played Kaiser Soze? Who, uh, see, this is, this is where it comes down to whether <laughs> I want to give away spoilers or not. See, I, I remember the first time I watched it, I was hanging to know who Kaiser Soze was throughout the whole movie. I can't remember if I actually picked it or not. I think I did towards the end. But but I think it's a type of movie you can watch even after you know who it is and just for the cleverness of it. So I'll let you, if you want to give away spoilers, that's that's okay. But it's like one of those, yeah, it's one of those movies I think's okay even if you do give away the spoiler. But for me, I'll just quickly go straight into it. The Usual Suspects is one of my favourite movies. So Four Weddings at a Funeral was nice. Rom-coms aren't really my genre. Uh, it's it's still a good movie and it deserves its place in the 16 for sure. Um, but uh, I see these as, yeah, one of them's my favourite and one of them's probably my least favourite on this list anyway. So um, I will put straight through the usual suspects without further ado. Yeah, they're hard movies to compare. They are. I've got to admit, I hadn't seen the usual suspects until Whoa. about about 10 years ago, maybe a bit less. Wow. They, what when what did you think? An old pod an old podcast that we would we did we sort of came out that with others were sick of me saying i, I haven't seen that film you told me you, to, i was your first podcast sorry i mean in a future po- oh shit <laughs> so i'm not your first no but definitely you're the top the five <laughs> <laughs> sorry what were you saying uh, um the usual suspect was on one of our. I was part of our list of movies that I had to watch, uh, so we ended up reviewing that. Ah. Usual suspects and actually, Shawshank Redemption was on that list too. I never watched Shawshank Redemption at the time. Didn't see it until 2015. 2015 wow! So yeah, <clears throat> Usual Suspects one of those as well. Uh, but thoroughly enjoyed Usual Suspects. Thoroughly enjoyed Four Wings and a Funeral. If I were to go back and watch them again, look, I don't really want to watch Kevin Spacey, but that's just. I know. I I've got similar. Uh... Thoughts on that? Actually, I wasn't sure whether to bring them up or not, but I think he's in a couple of our movies. And but he's still a good actor. He's still bloody good in this. I know, I know. I do. Four weddings and a funeral. I like. I like romantic comedies, but Usual Suspects. Mm. It's a better film. Yeah, that's at the end of the day. That's. I think that's what it comes down to. They're both different genres, both great movies within their genres. But so you just have to go with what 
is the better film. If both and- were on right now, I would probably watch more of Usual Suspects to see if I could. Because I think I've only made. I can't remember. I've seen it again since then. Oh, nice! It's just and as I good. Think, and I think I probably want to look at it to see if I could spot bits. So. See, yeah, I sometimes right. like that with movies. Once there's a good twist, I do like watching it a second time to see if I should have seen the twist coming or not. Now I'm doubting myself. Ooh. No, I'm sticking with Usual Suspects. Yeah. Uh, but speaking of movies with twists, in the final matchup, Happy Gilmore, what a twist in that film. <laughs> Who would have seen Reading that coming? Some of the Happy Gilmore versus Fight Club, no twist in that. Uh, what, have you, what have you got for us there? Well, Happy Gilmore, a 1996 movie starring Adam Sandler, Julie Bowen, Christopher McDonald as Shooter McGavin, uh, Carl Weathers, Bob Barker, the... What was he on? He was on a game show over there, wasn't he? Family Feud or one of those game shows, I yeah, think. Yeah, something like that. Uh, Lee Trevino, the golfer, he was on there. So Happy was the main character. And when Happy learnt that his grandmother was going to lose her house, he enters a golf tournament to win prize money to save her home. Lovely story. This one only got 61% on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't know whether I was shocked or not shocked by that. I probably wasn't shocked, to be honest. I think this is the type of movie that'd be a big group of people would love and also a group of people that would just absolutely hate it and turn it off. Kevin Costner was meant to play Shooter McGavin originally, but he decided to do Tin Cup instead. And Ben Stiller, who is in it as the evil retirement home worker, is actually uncredited in the movie. I, don't, I couldn't work out why he was uncredited, maybe. It's just a weird little little fun fact that he's uncredited in the movie, but he's Who's in that? it. Who's uh, Ben Ben Stiller plays an evil retirement home worker in it. He's got this weird little moustache in it and stuff. Uh, I don't remember that. Oh, there you go. You're going to have to watch it again. Um, yep. So that is up against Fight Club, which we name a competition that we have called Fight Club. We have a fantasy football competition called Fight Club. Not too sure why we called it Fight Club, but that's its oh, name. we punch the shit out of each other every time, uh, but we're not allowed to talk about it. Ah, yeah. So you've just, the first rule of Fight Club. I've broken it. Broken it. So this one's a 1999 movie, so it only just scraped in, uh, which does make sense because it actually does feel like a more recent movie than some of these other ones that we've talked about. Uh, starring Brad Pitt, Ed Norton, Helena Bonham Carter as Marla. Uh, this one scored... Helena Bonham Carter, yep. Yeah, this one's got 79% on Rotten Tomatoes, so another low, one of the lowish ones. Uh, it's about an underground fight club formed by an unnamed narrator, which I didn't know. They don't actually say his name during the movie. Uh, so it's between him and a soap salesman, Tyler mm. Tyler Durden, uh, which which leads to Project Mayhem. Um, and it also involves a diso- dissociative identity disorder that's uh, one of the underlying themes through the movie fun fact on this one is a lot of people actually knocked back or were or were knocked back the role of marla it was interesting there was people like winona Ryder, reese witherspoon and even julia lewis Dreyfer, who plays elaine in seinfeld okay. yeah she she actually um had the role <laughs> but the director turned her down because he didn't think that she knew who he was and he felt like an idiot that was his quote so he didn't think she knew who he was and uh, thought that he was she belittling her a little bit. So he knocked her back after she was probably going to get the role. So, wow. yeah, yeah. So what do I mean? I, I can sort of imagine her in it, funnily. I can't imagine Reese Witherspoon or when, when, oh, Winona, I can. Maybe Winona. Winona Ryder, I can. It's an unusual but... role for Helena Bonham Carter because she only ever does Tim Burton films. So oh, that's Johnny, right. Depp. Johnny Depp <laughs> wasn't even in this. So <laughs> yeah, that's true, actually. It. Maybe he was meant to be in it or maybe she thought he was in it and went in it. Yeah, yeah right. But it was a weird role for her. But she owned it well. It was a, 
She she, yeah, she, she, she played the role really well, actually. Uh, Happy Gilmore Fight Club. Oh, this is you. What do you think? So Fight Club was another one that I hadn't seen uh, up until we went through that experiment. And I really enjoyed Fight Club. And especially just for the Pixies playing at the end. That was... Uh, <laughs> yes. Was the oh, that's <laughs> that's iconic. That's iconic, that. I love the fact that uh, the Pixies are played at the end there. It was the perfect song for it, too. Absolutely. As a whole movie, though, it, as soon as I finished watching it, I wanted to watch it again, just to yep. go, really? Okay, yep. yeah, let's Same. go back to that scene. Let's go back to that scene. Happy Gilmore's fun. Of all the Adam Sandler movies, of all of the dumb Adam Sandler movies, that's probably the best one of them. Yep. Uh, it's a wedding thing is probably around there as well, but but Happy Gilmore probably maybe probably just ahead of Wedding Singer because I think Wedding Singer is ninety two. Uh, but I think that would have been close, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It probably was. You're right. Could have been two thousands, but it's not in this. It's not. A, it's it, Fight Club has to go ahead of Happy Gilmore, so Fight Club for me. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I, I reckon. I won't go too long on this one because I think you summed it up actually perfectly. I think Fight Club is an extremely clever movie. And also, I went back and watched it, I think, several times um, watching it. And if it's ever on, I'm more than happy to sit through it and watch it again. Uh, whereas Happy Gilmore, yeah, it's it's funny. And there's a lot of lines in it which are funny to say. And if that was on, I'm not going to turn it off. It's, it's funny. But as far as actual movies go... I don't know. I sort of feel like I need to be more serious when you're watching movies. When you're talking about the best movies of the Depends 1990s, yeah, 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 that's yeah. true. You can be in certain moods. Actually, you're right. But um, I, I, I think Adam Sandler's hilarious. Like I, I like his movies, and you're right. This was probably better than ones like Billy Madison. It's an extremely funny movie, and but for me, yeah, I have to go with Fight Club as well. I think it's a it's a brilliant movie and one of my probably one of my favorite movies. So Fight Club goes through. So we put through. Every one on in the Eastern Conference we agreed on. That's amazing. So the, after after not agreeing on the first three, we agreed on all on all of the rest of them, even though there were some really close ones. I think but you picked this too. Touch, you yeah, just to go back a touch. Wedding Singer was ninety eight. If Wedding Singer could have gone up against Four Weddings in a Funeral, that would have been a nice matchup. But uh, we over that's another one we overlooked because I reckon that probably could have been in there apart ahead of Happy Gilmore. Yeah, so, it is what it is. It is what it is. Uh, but I do have you now on record saying you think Adam Sandler is very funny. So, you know, that's uh, that can be used against against you at some stage. That's true, but I stand by it. <laughs> and so does, oh, what was that movie where he played his own sister, Jill and Jack or whatever? Oh, my sort of... God. Okay, that's, that is actually one movie that I stopped watching. I actually stopped watching that movie. It was that bad. Where there's that, that voice he uses, you can only watch that voice so many times before. You know, in some movies he uses that voice. That's but yeah. then he, he, movies like Funny what? People, I think it was called. Yeah, oh, and what about the one with Drew, Drew Barrymore? Um, something about Fifty First Dates or something. Or? Fifty First Dates, yeah, that's right. But he's got that dickhead in it who I can't stand. His mate, bloody Rob Schneider. <laughs> <laughs> he's in half his movies, isn't he? Yeah, he's probably in Happy Gilmore too. Some he wasn't. He didn't come up on the credits, but I was thinking at the time. He surely it's the type of movie he was in. Uh, he gets his way into every every one of his films. He does. Uh, I, now, just I've got to. Uh, uh, we've got the the whistle that only Mike can the bat whistle. Oh, whistle. What what do we call it? The 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 tiebreaker whistle. I don't know. Just let me put put my lips together and blow, and we'll uh, we'll see if we can get him here. <laughs> yeah, there's someone at the door, Ben. Just let me open it. 
Mike. He's heard the whistle. Mike, welcome. Hey guys, how are you? Great, it's been a while. It has been a while, but uh, good to be back. But as welcome we said, back. our listener only thinks it's like, you know, days or a week. But we know how it's been... How is your sister? <laughs> <laughs> She's fighting fit, thanks for asking. Excellent. Uh, one question I wanted to just to ask, I asked Ben earlier as well and asked myself, during times of lockdown, now that we're no longer in it, but when you were in it, did you have to wash your own hair? I don't have any hair, so I'm okay. That's, that doesn't... That, but I haven't got much, so that's irrelevant. Like, <laughs> as long as you don't have to wash your own, gee, how bad would that be? It was tough. Mike, we've got... A little bit of work. We thought we were going to have heaps of work for you to do when we started going through these matchups. It turns out after the first three, we, we were able to agree on, on the next couple to, to go through, but there is still a lot of work for you to do. Starting off on the western side of the draw, the western conference, really, uh, two absolute classics, two of the movies that you would see in a footy record as being favourite movie of all time, Goodwill Hunting versus Shawshank Redemption. Oh, it's a tough one first up. Uh, Goodwill Hunting, how about those apples versus mm. uh, Shawshank Redemption, uh, which is a, a, another great it. movie, a tough one. I think I've got to go with Shawshank. Oh. Yeah, yeah, Shawshank Redemption. I feel like I've wasted my afternoon watching Goodwill Hunting. <laughs> no, not at all. It's a brilliant no, movie. it's an excellent film. Ron Williams won the Oscar, didn't he? He won for Best Supporting Actor. Yeah, he did, yeah. The the two won for best original screenplay. That's right. But I believe, just let me check something there. That was a very heavily contested Academy Award that year. So the other movies that were nominated were... Oh, no, that wasn't the one that I was thinking that was the really big one. But Titanic did beat it. So Titanic it was probably a worthy winner. Although I don't consider it as one of the best <laughs> of the 90s. Best made, it was a brilliantly made film, but I did find it boring. And heavily kind of um, talked about at the time and promoted and everything. So. Yeah. And yeah, let's face right. it, let's face it, uh, the Leonardo DiCaprio's character didn't need to die. He could have hung on to the to the life yep. raft or whatever. So, um, you know, oh, minus I stopped watching after that. he after he painted her nude. That was I, I was done. That, I thought that was the end, wasn't it? <laughs> It was also up against Full Monty uh, and LA Confidential and As Good As It Gets. Uh, there, was, there was one year that, ah, oh, the Forrest Gump year, which you're about to go next, is Forrest Gump versus John, being John Malkovich. Forrest Gump was up against Four Weddings and a Funeral, Pulp Fiction, and The Shawshank Redemption. Oh my God, look at oh, that wow. as a thing. That first slot you, re- you read out with LA Confidential and stuff, that's a pretty bad year. That was, that was 97, yeah. Yeah. Wow, what a great year the following year was. Yeah, and, 94. And so 94 was that was that one, and that was, yeah, that was huge. And don't worry about watching it, the Sabo Goodwill Hunting team, because it was, it was just unlucky it came up against Shawshank. I'm sure it would have oh, gone... Oh, it was a tough draw. It would have gone far yeah. in that tournament, I think. Could have even beaten Happy Gilmore in a golf tournament. Did they play much golf in Boston? I don't know. Boston. Could, could, could they don't do much in Boston, by all accounts. And apologies Wrestling. to our Boston listeners. Yes. Yeah, John Cena, I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, being John Malkovich versus Forrest Gump. Ooh. How do you see that one? Being with John Malkovich was a bit of a brain, uh, very clever movie, versus mm-hmm. Forrest Gump, which, um, you know, Lieutenant Dan and the rest of them. Oh, this is a tough one. Mm. Mm. I'm going to have to go with Jenny on this and go with Forrest Gump. I love you, Jenny. 
Um, Life is like a box of chocolates, gentlemen. Yeah, so I've got two very quotable movies in the quarterfinal. Life is Ooh. like a box of chump- chocolates and get busy living those chocolates. Exactly. Or get busy eating those chocolates. Now, it, the next one is the, the final one for you to decide the battle of the soundtracks, Trainspotting versus Empire Records. I'm torn. I am... Um... I remember going, uh, I was living in London at the time with Trainspotting, and we went and saw the Midnight Session when it first came out. Uh, That's bizarre. That's what, that I told is the same weird. Story. <laughs> I feel like I need to watch this at midnight tonight. <laughs> oh, did you tell the same story? Classic. We did too, but I, and I fell asleep through it. <laughs> well, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um, but I love it, as, but I still love it. It's one of my favourite films. But yeah, that's interesting. Two great soundtracks, though. I mean, Empire Records has a banging soundtrack. and With some Australian songs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, this is tough. Oh, this is the, the one I didn't want to choose. Yeah, this is you tough. You have to choose. Choose life. Choose a movie. Uh, I'm going... I have to go against myself here and choose life. Trainspotting. Trainspotting goes through. It probably deserves to go through because I kind of... After I said Empire Records, I realised I probably only put that through because I'd watched it last night and really enjoyed it, as opposed to Train Spotting, which I probably should have watched as well. So I'm actually glad that went through because, in retrospect, the first time I've done that, in retrospect, I nearly changed my decision. But I'm- well, Empire Records was my nomination, and, and mm. I love that movie. But great movie. Train Spotting is a seminal movie of the '90s, and it deserves to go through to the next round. I think I called one of them seminal too. But you I too. Get a but room. I, think I, was, I thought it meant <laughs> semen, so I don't know if I was using it right. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! That, have a look at those two matchups on the on the western side. We've got Shawshank Redemption up against Forrest Gump, and we've got Train Spotting up against Pulp Fiction. That is Great extraordinary matchups. matchups. There are some magnificent quarterfinals that are going to be uh, right after this quarterfinals, and we're straight into it. Ben Shawshank Redemption. Forrest Gump, quarterfinal oh, number one. This is one of those times where I'm really sorry for the loser. I was a bit like that with Goodwill Hunting versus Shawshank as well, but I've got Shawshank, which I regularly say is one of my favourite movies, up against Forrest Gump, which I don't think I normally put it in my favourite movies, but the more we've talked about it and the more once I did the research, I realised it is actually one of my favourite movies of all time. I think they just cross so many events that happened around that era and i really enjoy watching it i love tom hanks performance i love janae and i am going to vote for this one surprising myself for forrest gump tim interesting did that surprise you it did surprise me too it did it was good that tom hanks at the uh, inauguration the other day was at the same spot that uh, he at the was reflection pool at the yeah. reflection pool yes it's very clever. Mm. I I certainly enjoy both of these movies. How am I going to do this one? How am I going to split them? They've both got very quotable quotes. They're both rewatchable. One of them's on every every day on TV. Yeah, yeah. Where and one of them, I I'm going to vote for Forrest Gump as well. I'm going to vote for Forrest Gump because of the way it's put together. Hmm. Put it the, at, at the time, I don't think there'd been too many movies where you'd sort of put people into, like, CGI'd people into different situations and different periods of time. 
Whereas Shawshank, I didn't watch until a few years ago, even though everybody had watched it, <laughs> you know, a million times, and it was everybody's favourite film. So I'm going to put Forrest Gump through, which surprises me. Surprise me too. So we're both surprised it's, by the choice we've put through. Me. How about you, Mike? But what would you have voted to for on that honest, one? Being John Malkovich is my favourite movie of those of, on that quarter of the draws. So. Oh, it's, it's my least favourite out of that quarter. That's funny. <laughs> Mike, what would be my least favourite too? Um, I probably would have gone with Shawshank, gents. Whoa. Mm. Interesting. Oh. Shawshank is an unlucky loser. But next, you can get some redemption. You can. It's redemption for me, for you all uh, getting rid of my movies. Um. <laughs> yeah, see, I, I quite often forget who said That's what movie or, or who said what's in, in this when we're doing it, which is probably a good thing. We don't um, want to repeat of the giraffe incident. That's all we, I'm saying. Wow. We have had a bit of feedback about the giraffe. And I've got to say, I've been to two zoos in the past week, week and a half. And I've got to say, no offence to the giraffe, but God, they were boring watching them, standing them, watching them. I mean, oh, I'm sorry, Tim, but I'm, I'm still disappointed that the giraffe won. Hey, it's not just me. It was- it, I believe the giraffe won, but it, 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 it was the it was because the line got put out earlier in the draw. That was where you got got upset the most, really, because the line oh. the giraffe didn't take the line out. The line got took taken out by the rhino. Yeah, in retrospect, now having been to two zoos recently, the monkeys are clearly the funnest things at the zoo to watch. Like we stood for yeah. so long watching them doing stuff. The rest were, you know, they they, they do a lot really. I think the monkeys are the show-offs, but that's why they're so good. But yeah, I stand I stand by monkeys getting beaten by a tiger. But anyway, <laughs> give me a tiger any day of the week. Yeah, let's go back to nineties movies. Uh, speaking of tigers, uh, there weren't any in Train Spotting or Pulp Fiction, but they're up against each other in quarterfinal number two, and it's over to me. Hmm. So. Earlier on, I talked about Pulp Fiction being a fan of Pulp Fiction because of the way it's shot and the way it's put together rather than the story, whereas Trainspotting, I'm a fan of the story from beginning to end. Both have awesome soundtracks again, but for me, Trainspotting's the better movie, so I'm going through. Uh, Trainspotting through, through for me. Yeah, these. I just had a look at the ones that are left, and there's not a single movie on there that I don't love. So this is going to be hard every single time we come to a matchup. But agree with you, they're both fantastic movies. They're both in my top few movies probably ever. Not only the '90s, Train Spotting, fantastic movie. But for me, Pulp Fiction, just the way it was done and put together, it didn't run in order necessarily. Little bits here, little bits there, and it all met together at the end. I, I really enjoyed it, and I still love it as one of my favourite movies. So for me. Pulp Fiction. Tiebreaker Mike. Well, big one. it is a big one. Oh, it's a tough one. Look, kudos to Quentin Tarantino. Uh, he's uh, done some great movies, helmed some great movies, and the pick of them is probably Pulp Fiction, and I'm going to go with Pulp Fiction. Ooh, surprise. Pleasantly surprised with that one, Mike. Mm-hmm. I like it when you surprise us like that. That's the that's the redemption there. That's yeah, the Forrest Gump oh, redemption. he got his redemption pretty quickly. <laughs> when he when he started with it was like the blah blah blah, and you're waiting for the but in someone's yeah. sentence. I thought it was like Quentin Tarantino's had a lot of good movies, but you can't but. go past Trainspotting. 
<laughs> He's tricked us. Well done. So we've got Forrest Gump up against Pulp Fiction. Wow. That's a great matchup. It's a great semi. Yes, in a semi final. Gee, who'd win a fight between them? <laughs> Probably Pulp Fiction, um, I would have thought. In a fight, a gunfight. Forrest Gump's got an fight. army. Oh, the, world, the biggest and the world shrimp. has ever seen. Mm. Over to the, the Eastern Conference and. Oh, I don't know, possibly my two favourite films on the list, The Castle versus mm. Groundhog Day. Mm. Wow. How the heck do you split these two? They're completely different movies, but both very good feel-good movies. Not so feel-good for Bill Murray, who had to live for eight years. <laughs> oh, that's true. But, but at the end of the day, it was fun <laughs> listening to I Got You, Babe, over and over again. <laughs> I don't know what, what he's complaining about. He learnt new skills. You yeah, know? come on. he did. He had the time yep. to learn new skills, and we can't all say that. I mean, I had many a skill I was trying to learn through lockdown, and I didn't learn any of them, I don't think. So there you go. <laughs> the Castle, a great Australian movie, probably the best Australian movie I think ever made, I would say, um, up against Groundhog Day, which I love. Uh, I'm going to go with the Aussie flavour and vote for The Castle, 24 hours a day. Ooh. Yeah, The Castle versus Groundhog Day. I'm thinking about your statement of the best Australian film ever made, and it, it it's a big call. It is. I mean, Malcolm was kind of, was right up there. And what about The Wog Boy? Not only The Wog Boy, The Wog Boy 2, Kings it's of Mykonos. two for one. To, yeah, yeah. The Castle is better than The Wog Boy. Um, <laughs> oh, versus Groundhog Day. Look, my heart says The Castle. And you know what? what why? It says The Castle because when you said they're both feel-good movies, I thought, actually, it's not that good a feel-good feel a movie for Bill Murray. And although he is magnificent in it, oh, now I'm talking myself around the other way. No, I've decided it's The Castle. The Castle. Mike, which Mike. way would you have gone there? I have to disagree with you both and put and say Groundhog Day. Fantastic oh, movie. It is. Um, one, of, one of the top picks in this draft, in my opinion. It is. Are you, yeah. I, I, I think there's a regret coming from Tim on this one. No, I have to... Yeah. And you know what, Tim? Tomorrow you're going to wake up and you're going to have regret. And the next day I'm you're going to wake up again. and you're going to have regret. <laughs> can we do this podcast over again tomorrow? And I can change. <laughs> no, I went with, with, with my gut there and it was the, it was the castle. Mike's going to be disappointed now, with now this one, I can tell. Over, now that it's moved over in the bracket, it looks out of place and maybe it should have been the Groundhog Day. But look, they're both great movies. I'm sticking with it. Castle. Okay. You had your chance to edit that, but you haven't done it. No, you can't do that. Can't no, do that. you can't. That's true. That was like me with train spotting and Empire Records, I think. Yeah. Afterwards, I'm, mm, clearly train spotting should have been my, my pick there. There are no losers in this. They're, they're all they're too good a movie. Mm. There's 15 Five. losers in this. True. If there are no losers apart from 15 of them. <laughs> and the last <laughs> matchup on the eastern side, the usual suspects. Up against Fight Club, Tim, over the year. So that's me, and these are these are two of the movies that I've only seen in the last few years. Both have I've a twist, kind of which we won't reveal. To that's exactly. Month. We talked about this earlier, and we decided not yeah. to reveal the usual suspect. Oh, we didn't reveal either. Actually, we no. danced around them a little bit and didn't mm. give away either twist because we figure, you know, people have only had about thirty years to watch it, so they'll be getting around to it pretty pretty soon, I reckon. But in terms of 
wanting to watch which which movie I would want to watch again next, or watch for a second time or a third time or a fourth time, whichever one. If I had both of them in front of me now, and say which one would you rather watch right now, it's gonna be Fight Club. So Fight Club's going through. For Interesting. Me. I I could actually watch both of these like right now. They're, I think that's a good sign of a movie too. I could, I could easily watch either of these if it was on TV. With your two TV setup, would you watch both of them at the same time? No, no, that's only reserved for sport. I don't think my brain could actually watch two movies at once because I, I usually two watch. Twists could untwist each other. They could exactly, and then it would end up the two TVs would merge together, and Memento would be on because that's like a backwards movie. Or <laughs> <laughs> well, Fear I, and Loathing in Las Vegas. <laughs> well, that could be on too. Yeah. I'm a bit torn here because I do, I think Kevin Spacey's like an amazing actor, and he's amazing. In the usual suspects and i sort of ha- have had a bit of a set against him recently due to other reasons oh, yeah. um Fair so enough. i i thought i might be against him during this but i'm good to see that i'm not i'm just taking every movie on its on its uh, merit and these two movies for me are pretty much 51 49 i reckon but i am going to go for the usual suspects against my better judgment and give it over to tiebreaker mike Hmm. Well, as I said, both both movies have fantastic twists. They do. Um, that I didn't see coming. But if I have to weigh one up against the other, I have to agree with Tim here and go with Fight Club. Fair call. Brad, Brad Pitt was excellent in it. He really was. I think, yeah, see, I, yeah he's such a good actor and so is uh, Edward Norton. I really rate Edward Norton, actually. I think he's a great actor. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, so we've ended up with a Castle versus Fire Club. That's a that's an interesting matchup. That's a weird matchup. Hang on, just let me play this. The semi-finals. I don't, for some reason, these weren't movie. This wasn't the top four I envisaged. Uh, my left hand side what, was. Yeah, I don't know why, because I hadn't really. Yeah, I don't know why. I'm surprised. Why. <laughs> I'm surprised by the right hand side a little bit. Just, but that's so just how it works. Yeah, that's just how it works. I suppose you just go with it and see what comes out. But. Our job's not to uh, question the the machine of random allocation. Giraffe. I don't know what you call it. <coughs> giraffe. No, no, it's Never definitely not. Live down the giraffe. Yeah. <laughs> but it is to say we have one semi final between Forest Gulp, Forest Gulp, Forest Gulp, <laughs> which is what Seven uh, Eleven sold uh, as, as as merchandise. You can oh my god, Gulp. they should come up with a Forest Gulp now. Mm. Feel free you know, if they want to sponsor us as well. Feel free. There was someone who was a tree remover who uh, went by the name Forest Stump, which I thought was a oh was well was well nice. played at the time. Yeah, well played indeed. That is well uh, played. Forest Gump up against Pulp Fiction. I don't know which way I'm going. So um, I don't. Or, I don't know either. Not my not my serve. So it's over to you, Ben. Yeah, I'm just. Yeah, I I can honestly say right now I have no idea which one I'm going for. So I'm just going to ramble, which is probably just the usual. But Forest Gump, okay. Hmm, Pulp Fiction. I'm just going to go with... They're, 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 these two are definitely two of my favourite movies, so I know you said you're a bit surprised by this side, but these two I think I would have put through as my top two on this side. I not am, so much surprised. Just the, they were probably not out of place in the final four, but just, yeah. Sorry, keep going. No, no, that's all right. I am going to go for Forrest Gump. I don't know why necessarily, I just... I'm just thinking, which one do I like more out of these movies? And I think I like Forrest Gump more, so that's good enough for me. I didn't put too much thought into that. I just went with mm. 
Just I'm with- trying to go the other way. Like I like both the movies. I'm trying to look at which one I, which one has the more down points. Mm. I don't know why. Tell me I why. I think this one. Yeah, I, I think, I think I'm going to have to go with Forrest Gump into the final. It is. It's going to have to be. I, I think I prefer Forrest Gump to to Pulp Fiction. <laughs> that was pretty much just the simp- simplistic way I looked at it. It was. I, I love uh, both movies, uh, though. They're both different ways or interesting ways of telling a story. Mm. I think the story of Forrest Gump is a better story than the story of Pulp Fiction because the story of Pulp Fiction be- is becomes a better story by telling it out of sequence. But if as a as a start, finish, and end, Forrest Gump is a better story. There you go, Forrest Gump. Well done, Mike. So Forrest Gump goes through. Uh, again, I would buck the trend and go with Pulp Fiction. Wow, you I mean, must Samuel, hate Samuel us. Jackson's uh, soliloquy in Pulp Fiction is fantastic. It is. And if I knew what that word meant, I would definitely agree with you. I'll buy you a dictionary Jackson. so you can look it up. Thank you. <laughs> God, you must be hating us, Mike. We've like picking everyone apart from against you at the moment. You are letting me down currently, gentlemen, I I have to say. But can I just say, do you like us any less than you did before this podcast? Uh, No, I like you about the same. It's okay. (laughs) Ah, good. Phew. I I, I think. I think, Phew. Right, Forrest Gump. I think I was still a bit disappointed that Pulp Fiction beat Trainspotting. So that might have had something to do. No, look. No, in fact, I I justified Forrest Gump because it was a better story than Pulp Fiction. Yep. Oh, yeah, we both voted for Forrest Gump. I thought for a second there Mike had the deciding thing, but no, he didn't. Sorry, Mike. No. Uh, Forrest Gump through. Mike's going to be very disappointed. I hope you get your way with the next one, Mike. But I've got to serve first in this one, and I am going to have... Look, if if the castle could... If I put the castle ahead of Groundhog Day, I would also put Groundhog Day ahead of Fight Club. So I'm going to have to say... The fact that I hadn't seen Fight Club until a few years ago versus The Castle, which I've seen hundreds of times and been in it and stuff, I've got to say The Castle. The Castle. Wow. I wonder if Mike's going to be really disappointed with this or not. Um, again, like both movies, Fight Club, yeah, it's just such a smart movie. It's really well put together. I think if I had them both there on like a shelf and I was in a DVD store or something, and which one would I grab i would grab the castle so i think that has to be my answer i think it's a really good story and i just really like it so i am also voting the castle and that's through to the final mike that's amazing uh once again i have to disagree with you gentlemen and uh, pick fight club <laughs> i think it shows that this is a pretty tough one to come up with a an absolute best because it's uh then there aren't any bad ones I can honestly say at the start of this podcast, I did not think Forrest Gump was playing the castle in the final that much. I can no, say. No, definitely not. Definitely not. Definitely Both very good not. movies, but definitely not in the final. It's, it's made for a very interesting grand final parade, I can tell you that. It's uh, The streets are lined with, well, one side of the street is uh, CGI people uh, cheering on Forrest Gump in all his many guises versus just people, for, just versus. Uh, the three neighbours from uh, from the castle, you know, Farouk is there, just cheering them on. The, yeah, the, the Dennis Denudo is in one of the cars. They're all the, the grand final parade is now. It's finished. It's now time to play the grand final. The grand final. Two unlikely combatants. Then Forrest Gump versus the castle. Wow. And if we were 
if we were at the uh, the walk, the, the 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 walk you were talking about earlier, the grand the parade, final parade, grand parade, the grand final parade. I think after a while, I'd be running. I think I'd be running everywhere. Yeah. Oh, Jesus, it's hard. Forrest Gump, all kinds of shrimp. This is the castle. Whoa. Funny thing is, I think we're going to end up with a movie as the winner that's possibly not even my favourite out of this whole lot, but <laughs> you can only go with what's in front of you. And we've ended up with Forrest Gump versus the castle. It's running versus chockers with culture. Yeah, this is true. It's uh, running versus kickboxing 24 hours a day. <laughs> I I love Forrest Gump. I'm just, oh, I love the castle as well. This is hard. I think... If I try and take, which is hard, and it's probably not the right thing to do, but if I take the Australian side of it out of the castle and just look at them as two movies up against each other and try and separate myself from that, I have to say that The Forest Gump for me is the better movie and a movie I would enjoy more. So for those reasons, I'm going to vote for Forest Gump. I've never sat down and thought about which movie I like better between Forest Gump and The Castle, I've got to admit. And no. There's probably a few of these that I've thought of. I've never had to sit side by side and have a look at. So well done, randomizer. Yep. Crazy randomizing bastard. This one though, I am going to go back to when I talked about Forrest Gump. The starts being, if anything, it's it's slightly long for, versus the castle. If anything, eh, maybe it's slightly dated with some of the, like the references. I'm going to take dated over length. So the Forrest Gump can be a tough watch because it goes for. for nearly three hours I think so I'm gonna, both are enjoyable movies The Castle is more enjoyable is it the best movie of the 90s I don't know but head to head I'm going to say The Castle Mike oh. you have the power after all after all of our disagreements you get to have the ruling agreement I love the fact that Mike gets to choose this now after mm. us going against him he gets the final say get your revenge Mike what would you like well, no, obviously neither of these movies were in my top two. Both my uh, my top two were out in the quarterfinals. Where would these uh, two have sat roughly without saying which one's higher? Either of them down the bottom? Don't mention no, which no, one No, 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 definitely not down the bottom. Okay. Um, probably in the top half of the draw. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. It's a, gra- um, it's a Groundhog Day and... That's Shawshank? right. Are they your two favourite? Yes. Well, well, uh, well deducted. Um, yeah, they were my two favourites of, of this list, um, with apologies to Pulp Fiction. It's, none of those it, would have been out of place in the final. Sorry, none, yeah. none of it's, them would It's have. a tough one. It's a tough one. Um, I think weighing both of them up, if I, like you said, one of you said, I think it was you, Ben, who said, if I had a copy in front of me, which would I watch first? It would have to be Forrest Gump. The winner. There you go, gentlemen. Forrest Gump Forrest takes Gump. out the prize. I was worried there for a minute when you said weighing them both and weighing something. Something when you said Wayne, I thought you said Wayne, and I thought Wayne's world's going to come through and win this from nowhere. <laughs> Excellent! <laughs> Party on, Wayne! Party on, Garth! <laughs> well, Forrest Gump doesn't look like a you know. It's a deserving winner of movie of the nineties. I think I, all things said and done, I think it's a deserving winner. Yes. Look at what it's beaten: Shawshank Redemption and Pulp Fiction. It probably should beat being John Malkovich, even though I picked being John Malkovich. But well done, Tom. Tom, Hanks. you know, for a long time I hated Tom Hanks. Whoa, well, he didn't think Gump. much of you either, Tim. Yeah, I, not. I agree and with that. So, yeah, I thought he was in boring movies apart from Forrest Gump and The Bachelor. 
Wow. <laughs> I thought he was a boring movie. Oh, and big. But, um, sorry, Bachelor oh. Party, not The Bachelor, Bachelor Party. Yeah. Uh, but Bespurched in recent times, like but then, then he did things like The Bridge, that movie, that was great. I thought, then. He, anyway, he's obviously a very good actor. And what, about ones like Phil- what about like Philadelphia and stuff? <sighs> Too depressing. Mm. His, his acting was good, though. Yeah. What, what about Joe versus the Volcano? Yeah, he was good in that. <laughs> he played the Volcano, didn't he? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, look, his performance in Bachelor Party versus his performance in say, in uh, Philadelphia. They're, they're like like for like, really, I think. <laughs> Very his similar. Performance, his performance in Family Ties was pretty good too. But, uh, yeah, look, well what done. The, what the Green Mile? Have you seen that? Yeah, that, and that, I, that was actually what turned me around. I, I loved him in Green Mile. That was 99, I think. So that was, was. the one that was... I noticed that. And um, then Castaway was just after it in 2000. So I wasn't a fan of that. Oh, no, I wasn't I a fan of that. Uh, I liked the Green Mile, though. I thought that was an excellent movie. Yeah. Another Steve, Stephen King. Look, there, there were some good movies in that year for the Academy Awards. There was The Insider, which I'm... Oh, The Insider was the one with Russell Crowe, I think. It was. Oh, yes. it was. Uh, yeah. The Green Mile, Cider House Rules, which is a good movie. Sixth Sense. Yeah, which yeah, was an unlucky, could, very unlucky yeah. not to make this list. Oh, wow. That Christmas could have been another twist one. Yeah. 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 Mm. Uh, and American Beauty. Which wasn't American Pie, which we which we did talk about. Yeah, American <laughs> Beauty again. Um, I think I liked that at the time, but now, given what's come out with Kevin Spacey, I don't. I can't look at that movie the same way ever again. No. It is strange though, isn't it? Because they're like I, they're, they're not playing themselves. So yeah, it's true. But but it's still hard to look at them. Like, I guess Bill Cosby was always playing himself, and so but but so was like Rolf Harris. Was Rolf Harris. Anyway, that's a whole other podcast. Uh, Forrest Gump, as far as we know, Tom Hanks. What, we're going to do a podcast on male predators? (laughs) Top 16 male predators. I may have to excuse myself from that podcast. God, I'm excusing myself now too. Tim, you're on your own. Would you go on, I don't know, the worst or the, that to be the way you like the worst. Like one of our top potential topics was household chores. You're not going to do the best one. You're going to do the worst one. So it's the worst. Is that better? Yes, that's true. Mm. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Gee, the listeners have really got that one to look forward to. Household when, chores. Yeah. <laughs> Stay tuned. Yeah, they're, instead, they're going to be looking forward to Bill Cosby versus Ralph Harris. <laughs> true. <laughs> the week the after, person. our favourite type of grass. <laughs> Come on. Cooch, for sure. Yeah, great. <laughs> I don't know what any... I don't know what different types of grass are. Don't worry... Whatever we do next week, it won't be any of those. We've got a, a plethora of great uh, topics to come. Oh, I'm we've sure. got a doozy next week. We absolutely do. Keeping in mind that we thought that, well, originally I thought 90s films was going to, when we looked at 90s versus 80s films, 80s films was going to be way better than 90s films. And then we started to brainstorm with 90s like, Jesus, there were a lot of good films in the 90s. So, yeah, yeah. I think we 80s like, will be good. 80s will be good when we get to that, for sure. There's a little sizzle for some time in the future. Yes. Mm. Nice. Gents, any, uh, thank you for joining us. Well, that's what I should say to the audience. Thank you for joining us and downloading us. Uh, if you've got any feedback, look, we're not only are we on electronic mail, which we can be found at thebracketspodcast at gmail.com, we're also on Facebook with the same name, 
the Breakers Podcast, whatever it was, Breakers Podcast, and also on Instagram. Because we we're, we we're social in- influencers, Tim. Yeah, we, we got a, a, a viewer email, Mike, before we, we read out earlier from, from Instagram saying, can you please confirm your email address? Hey, it's That's a start. That's pretty good. That's a feedback. <laughs> yeah, and I confirmed nice. it. Until next week, uh, Ben, you've been Ben. And you have definitely been Tim. And Mike, you've been Mike. And as you always say... I was addicted to the hokey pokey, but I turned myself around. Gasco is a man who lives to love. Hi, sister. You look terrific today. What have you done with your hair? Ready? Yo! A man with talent. Good taste. I uh, hope you like potato salad. It's chunky style, my favorite. Good friends. This is the problem with American cars. Good news. I'm getting married. Yeah, right. Yeah, let's have a bachelor party with chicks and guns and fire trucks and hookers and... Bachelor Party, starring Tom Hanks, a man's tradition every woman should know about. Hey, it's dark in here. Brackets.